Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 161. You've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about some concealed carry stuff. Um, when, as we were recording this, um, the Ohio Constitutional Carry Bill has passed the House and Senate. It is headed to Mini Mike for his signature. Uh, we are expecting that he will probably sign it, or yeah. he'll just let it run out so it becomes law. Uh, after the expiration period for him to do something, because um, he's mini Mike. Yeah. And yeah, so we're gonna get into it from there. Absolutely, um, guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that that if you if you agree with what we're saying, if you know us and you understand our backgrounds and our history, um, and and I'll even say this with almost tongue in cheek, but our expertise. Um, if if you think that those things exist, our expertise exists, and you think this is good advice, um, then. This might be something that you advise your friends to listen to that are constitutional carry folks. We have a, a boatload of customers who are either, um, they're younger folks who haven't gotten their concealed carry permit yet. And I, when I'm by younger, I mean 21, 22, 23, um, maybe still college age. And they're looking at what a pain in the butt it would be from securing the weapon on a campus, legality issues, because obviously they can't carry it on most campuses and things of that nature. So, so you know, if you've got somebody who's thinking about, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to worry about a CHL. I'm just going to go ahead and go with constitutional carry. Um, maybe send this to them and have them think about it. The other person might be that dude who's a gun guy who grew up with guns or who was in the Army years ago and, and has said, you know, toyed around with it, maybe even took the class but never got the permit, etc. Um, you know, but now it's going to be easy if you just want to say, hey, I'm, I'm going someplace I'm concerned. I think I might need my gun. I better strap up. Um, you know, and, and, and th that mindset alone is a whole nother conversation. Um, but, you know, if you've got somebody that's in that place, then, you know, this might be something for you to share with them because um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that I, I think, you know, people, if you haven't taken the class and not that the class is going to make you a gunfighter, it's a how to not shoot the wrong person class or how to not carry your gun the wrong person class kind of thing. Or how to, how to not go to jail in the event you need to use a firearm to defend yourself. Class. Exactly. And some, and some do a way better job of others than that. So not saying that even, even all those classes are good at that necessarily. Um, but, you know, if you want to send this out as kind of that primer to those people and say, hey, if you're, you know, constitutional carry, um, understanding that we accept no liability. We're not attorneys. We're not instructors. We're not this. We're not that. We're not the other. Um, this is just something that we've been near and dear to for quite a while, um, you know, because a lot of those folks don't understand or maybe haven't been properly schooled in the idea of where you can and can't carry a gun. And one of the first things that pops to my mind, something like a police station or a school seem obvious, um, but you hear stories all the time of somebody forgetting that they were carrying or this, that, or the other, much less just not knowing the person forgetting took the class. Yeah. Nowadays, it could be a situation where a lot of hospitals and medical facilities are now owned by the county or potentially by the state of Ohio. Or, and, or have an observation room for mental stuff, with, which makes the entire facility off limits. Exactly. So you're, you know, if you're carrying in that kind of environment, um, thinking that you're okay, you may not be. So there's some pitfalls there. So anyway, um, so w without getting too much into that, let's talk about what concealed actually means. Yeah, so concealed, you know, if we look at it more like a dictionary definition, concealed is you can't see the thing. Yeah. Um, but we like to, to add an additional standard for concealed carry. We yeah. call it covertly concealed carry. Yes. Meaning there's no absolutely no visible signature, um, so no printing. Yeah. Um, 
that you somebody looking at you should not be able to tell that you're carrying a gun. Exactly, and and I would include with that, you know, I would maybe maybe throw the caveat out there: somebody who has significant training at identifying whether or not is somebody is carrying a weapon. Um, maybe the police officer who takes his job very very seriously and has studied that kind of stuff. Um, and so along with concealment is not only size of the gun, where it's located and what type of clothing you are, but it's also your animal behaviors. Um, to, to some extent, somebody carrying a gun, there are a number of different tells that pop up. Things like touching the gun, even though you have clothes over it, touching it to make sure it's still there. Um, squishing it around because it's uncomfortable, trying to squish it into the right place so it's not bothering you. Uh, and touching it may not be with your hand either. It may be brushing your arm over it or something like that because you're insecure about it. Um, and then also visually you checking to see, am I printing? If somebody else sees you looking at that area, they're going to wonder why you're a meat gazer on yourself or, you know, are you carrying a gun kind of mentality. So there's a big deal. It's like concealment versus cover. It's the same kind of thing. Concealment's one thing, covers another entirely. This is concealment versus covert. Uh, saying you're carrying the weapon concealed because you threw a shirt on over it does not mean that it's covert and nobody knows it's there. Uh, a couple different reasons for this, but the first among them is that legitimate bad guys that you need to be concerned about um, basically consider a concealed carry permit holder a weapons depot. Uh, they're looking at you, you know, as somebody that they might try and take a gun from. If you don't look like a law enforcement officer on or off duty or something like that, then they're looking at you as somebody that might want to take a gun from. Yeah, even if you are an off-duty law enforcement officer, they may still look at you as somebody to take the gun from. True enough. Uh, there was yeah. security cam footage, I think, of a stop and rob in New York somewhere where that exact same thing happened. Yeah, and 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 that brings us back around to some of the methods of carry. Um, you know, like carrying strong side outside the waistband and wearing a when you're a solid double X pushing three XL and you're wearing a size medium European t-shirt that's like, you know, your three-per shirt that's like suck skin tight on you, um, you know, or your nine-line shirt you got when you were still in E2, but now you're 35 years old and 40 pounds overweight, and the nine-line shirt is stretched to its absolute limit, meaning if a seam blew out, somebody would be in danger of losing an eye or a limb to flying debris. Um, if your crap's that tight over your gun, you're not concealing it from anybody, especially if the bottom half of your full-size uh, XD45 Elite Tactical is hanging out from underneath your Phobos holster um, with that shirt stretched over it tighter than a flipping drum head. Um, that's, that's not... That's, that's not, not that's not concealed. That's Matt, we have a term for that. You're a douchebag. Don't be that guy. Um, so that's that's the thing, um, you know. So just understanding that there's you know concealed, there's covert, and then there's DB, um, you know. And don't be afraid yeah. to don't be afraid mentally to recognize DBs. And if they want to talk about it, let them know. Hey, everybody knows you're carrying a gun. Um, and being the guy, well, the bad guy won't mess with me because I'm carrying a gun. You're kidding yourself. Uh, so anyway. We'll stop beating on that. Yeah. No, it's beat on. No, okay, we'll stop beating on that. So, um, it is. It is tight, tighter than the drum. The dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, love, I think it's a hot look when your when your shirt doesn't quite cover your belly hanging out in front, and it's super tight against you. Um, I think that's a really good. If I can tell when you still have a t-shirt on, I can tell if you're an Indy or an Indy or an Audi. Is super hot if you're like a collegiate-aged female gymnast. That's wicked, um, especially if you're out clubbing, right? But if you're like a 40-year-old dude, and I can tell if you're an Audi or an Innie because your shirt's too tight, um, you need a stylist or something. I don't know. Something. 
<laughs> oh my God, that <laughs> went off the rails quick, didn't it? Uh, so I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna get this train back on track here and talk about equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, get, again, um, understanding that most of the guys hearing this are not the guys who need to hear this, so pass it around to your friends. But you know, obviously, we sell equipment, so this is gonna sound like a great big ad for Cap City Outfitters. Just because it is, it is, it <laughs> absolutely is. Don't kid yourself. We're capitalists, so Doc Conrad, capitalism, good. Yet, system does not need fixed. Um, that, that being said, there is actually a, kind of a system for concealed carry. Yep. Uh, starting with your belt, um, a quality gun belt yep. designed for carry uh, really does help do a number of things. Uh, first off, it provides support for the gun so that you don't have to walk around holding the gun up because yep. it's going to fall down. Or uh, roll out in print or, out. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it foundation foundationally a lot more... Uh, not only comfortable, but a lot more stable um, with a good, you know, gun belt like the stuff we've got from Volan Tactic from Volan Gearworks. Yep. The Acer belts um, or the Magpul, the Tejas belts. Yeah. You know, you can do, you know, dynamic athletic movements um, with your concealed carry setup, and nothing moves around. Yeah, and it, it makes it a whole bunch more comfortable because it's not rubbing against you, it's not poking you, and you're not thinking about it printing because you know it's locked into place. Okay. The other thing that foundationally that a good belt does for you is on the draw stroke. Um, you know, as you're learning your draw stroke, one of the things we tell people is you're you're kind of pushing the gun through the bottom of the holster to get, a, to get the web of your hand seated on the gun. Um, if you're a competition shooter or you're one of those lightning fast dudes with a sub one second draw and hit, no, you're not probably not doing that because you know you've got a better feel for where the gun is. Um, but as a novice or as an amateur, you know that that getting a good solid grip on the gun, the belt gives you the foundation to do that because you can kind of push against it to seat your hand on the gun before you yank it out of the holster. Um, right behind that, the holster. Yeah. Yeah, good quality holster. Uh, you know, we do IWB stuff, uh, Sunarm Solutions. Uh, Jed does a phenomenal job of engineering holsters and manufacturing holsters with really solid retention. Um, it, it, they work. They're adjustable. You can wear them in different ways, whether that's appendix or whether that's strong side. Um, they're, they're, they're somewhat modular, and they're made for modern firearms and modern setups. Um, there's, there's probably lots of really good choices there in the store right now. And then also from him directly, if we don't have something, um, additionally, we carry holsters from Raven concealment, uh, Raven concealment systems, um, pushes holsters out to places that use them like department of state, a uh, number of federal agencies use Raven concealment products. They're outside the waistband holsters, um, like their parents, um, suck the gun up tight against you so as an OWB holster they still conceal very well assuming that you're wearing a long enough shirt or outer garment to cover them uh, really good retention click in click out and really good systems approach if you're doing a gun with a light if, if it's a gun and a light you should be using they probably have a combo available if they don't have a combo available that might be a clue for you that you want to look at a different gun or a different light or a different combo um, I, that's kind of a good way to judge that as well. If the serious holster makers aren't making a holster for what you want to carry, you might look at carrying something be better or more serious or less esoteric, um, for sure. So, um, the size of the firearm, real quickly, talking yeah. about that. You know what? What you, you need to carry a gun big enough to fight with. You also need to carry a gun, um, you know, that's small enough that you can conceal it. And that uh, some of that can do with the stature of the human being that we're talking about. If yeah. you're a 95 pound female. Maybe not. If you're Brian and I, there's not a whole lot of excuses to not carry a fighting size gun, um, especially since neither one of us are the aforementioned douchebag that's wearing, you know, a size medium T-shirt when we're both an XL or a double X in my case. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that being said, on the gun side of things, um, the world is has dramatically changed. Yeah. When it comes to concealed carry focused pistols in the last probably three years. Yes. Uh, you know, we went from where you know when when I got into this, the the G19 was kind of the the golden standard for the gun for concealed carry. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people would say it still is, um, but we've got a lot of other options, be that the Glock, the 43X, the Glock 48, uh, which are 10 rounds from the factory, with the Shield Arms magazines become 15-round guns that are extremely thin, Yep. Um, very easy to hide, uh, especially when we get to, you know, spring, summer, fall, Yeah. where the, you know, the uniform of the day is t-shirt, uh, t-shirt and shorts. shorts. Yeah. Um, you know, it takes a lot of the effort out of dressing around the gun to just, this is what I'm going to wear normally. Yeah. Uh, so I can, I can run that setup, you know, with no problem. Uh, SIG with the 365 XXL or just a straight up 365, you know, 10, 12, uh, 15 round guns, depending on the magazine you put in the pistol. Uh, again, brilliant setups that are really easy to conceal. Uh, those guns are optics. The 365X and XL are optics ready you know, out of the box. Uh, so if you're looking to drop an optic on your concealed carry pistol, you're really easy to do it with. Uh, with Smith, we've got the Shield Plus, um, yeah. which, you know, that's what, 11 round? 13 uh, le- round? 11, uh, 10 or 13, depending, um, if you go with the large mag. And, they're, and they are starting to push pluses out as well that are optics ready. Smith has finally caught up with the optics ready world and is going down that road. Plus made some improvements to things like triggers and stuff like that in ergonomics as well with the 2.0 yeah. guns. So yeah, yeah. Smith, Smith's paying attention. The industry's paying attention. The reality check is I think we've had the engineering to make good small guns for a long time, but gun manufacturers were building guns for law enforcement agencies and for militaries, not for concealed carry. Concealed carry's become a big enough market here in the U.S. Um, and under Trump, during the Trump slump, a lot of them really woke up and said, hey, what can we do to make more money? And, uh, you know, at the same time, we went directly into Biden in the summer of love with all the riots and stuff. And yeah. they were poised really in a great place to push this stuff out the door and make it work. So it's kind of a renaissance of concealed carry guns at this point. You're no longer relegated to a snubby um, or, or something truly not useful like a little bobcat or tomcat or a little yeah or something like you know a little colt vest pocket they're interesting collectible guns but they're not it's hard to call that a serious gun by today's standards in all fairness yeah yeah um yeah absolutely so you know and again these are conversations that you know we've already had with you you should be having with your buddy who's looking at constitutional carry or or the wife who's now looking at okay i don't have to screw around the class but if i feel like i need to carry something uh, you know i can now legally Um, what can you carry without becoming a, a weapons depot for a bad guy? Um, and then, you know, th- there's obviously some things beyond that, too, from a training perspective. That's probably an entire other podcast as well, but we'll touch on that as well. Yeah. Um, other equipment, um, you know, we're a firm believer that carrying a, a gun with a light on it's a really good idea with proper training. Carrying a light with the gun is probably a must because you can't, you know, you need to be able to identify your target. And the reality is 80% of violence happens in a lower diminished light environment. Um, Carrying a light's not a magic, you know, rabbit's foot. You need to know how to use it in conjunction with the gun so you don't shoot yourself in the hand. Um, That'd be embarrassing and really detrimental to your fighting ability. Um, But, you know, carrying an effective little light. Um, A spare mag, you know, I I, I think a spare mag's a really, really great idea Um, in most environments. Uh, but I will say that carrying a Glock and having the, the, the deficit of malfunctions I've seen with the gun over the years, especially with good ammo, uh, that I don't always spend on my dress, I don't always carry a spare mag. 
um, if if dress doesn't allow it. Um, but I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, there, are, there are certain large shopping establishments around Columbus, Easton, yeah. we're carrying like three or four sperm bags. Yeah, is it is advised? Actually, it's not. Yeah, it's recommended. Uh, but yeah, spare mag, uh, a knife. You know, again, there there might be cheesecake, or someone might need stabbed in the neck. Um, yeah, you got to turn in your man card if you don't carry a pocket knife. Yeah, and and if you're un, if if you do have a gun on you, I would say carrying a knife becomes a really good idea from a perspective of retention. Let's say you do get in a situation with somebody where you're close enough into them. Um, you know, and again, all this goes back to having the knowledge and how to use it. And we'll leave that alone. Um, there are lots of places you can go for that. Uh, Shiv works uh, is a great place to start. Um, but anyway, pushing into, you know, having that knife, um, is, is a tool that you should probably have on you. And then med gear, uh, again, if you can squeeze it, there may be a conversation with med gear around the idea of, again, if you're a 95 pound female trying to carry, you know, a tourniquet and, and whatever else with you, a gun, a spare mag, a knife, flashlight, all stuff may not be viable, especially by today's dress code. Um, you know, and that's not a judgmental thing. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Carry what you can. And if you can carry all of it, great. If you can't make those choices wisely about what you choose not to carry. If you're carrying the gun, I would almost rather see you carry a tourniquet than a, than a knife, maybe even a flashlight. That's an argument. There's a conversation to be had there, just not here. So yeah. um, that's a stop in the store and let's talk about it. So um, the other thing we'll push out there, guys, we always, you know, we try and direct people to training. Um, it, it, even even outside of the gun, if you're going to carry a gun, you've got to be able to defend the damn gun. So maybe that's you know saying, okay, well, I'm not going to go get my concealed carry permit because I don't have to anymore. Um, but maybe you should still look at joining a JITS gym or going and taking Krav or going and doing, if you're a, a young lady, going and doing a female self-defense class. Greg mm-hmm. um, uh, Elephants with active response training. Uh, he's got a couple of close quarters gunfighting classes coming up in central Ohio this yes. year. Yes. Yes. Uh, check his website, activeresponsetraining.net, or um, Google Greg Elifritz. Yep. And you can get pointed in the direction for those. Yeah, and if you're up to it and you want to travel, um, ShivWorks. Uh, Craig Douglas, uh, not in Ohio, unfortunately, that I saw on his schedule. Yeah. Uh, but sh- he does a phenomenal class that's a just, I think, probably the best primer available to close quarters fighting with and without a gun, etc., um, but you know, and then, you know, locally, like I said, get involved in a JITS gym or a Krav Maga gym or something like that and start to learn some stuff. You'll likely find a group of people who aren't just empty hand artists. They're also martial artists of the gun and of the knife, um, and learn from those folks and train with those folks, learn some skills. Um, it's still a big commitment. Even if you don't take the eight hour class, understand that. Yeah. And then with regards to you know, getting proficient with fighting with the pistol, um, TDI, Ohio. Yep. Um, they're, what is it, one through four or one through well, six? Well, one through three would get you your concealed carry. And yeah. I would say it's like the, the zero to 45 or 50 mile an hour class. Um, with a little bit of training, you're highway capable. Uh, but, but how it sits, uh, it'll get you your concealed carry whether you want it or not. It'll get you squared away for it um, and give you the knowledge around the legal aspects of it and the risks therein. Um, in, in addition, but it's just a great way to start out. Um, and, that's right here in Ohio. Also, Alliance Police Training. Yeah. Depending on who's teaching up there, those guys have instructors come in who can do some basic or entry-level type civilian classes and get you squared away as well. Anybody on their schedule is going to be good to go. It's going to be a top-notch or a top-tier instructor. Um, they don't let anyone train there that is not 
just in line and ready to go. And then beyond that, um, there are some local organizations like Sierra Training Group here locally. Their schedule's a little tight this year. Um, they're, they've really been hammered uh, with all the craziness around COVID and all the riots and stuff like that. They've been super busy. Um, you know, but there's a number of places you can go, uh, but Sierra is a group, solid group of dudes doing really good training here locally. And then I, I'm always for the beginner, the novice, I'm always going to say tactical response. Yeah. Fighting you, pistol. Yeah. If you can get into a fighting pistol class, whether it's driving to Tennessee and maybe taking a, a week's vacation with, with fighting pistol on the front end or back end of it, um, you know, not a bad way to go. Go down and go to the Smokies for a few days and then, you know, tag into a class on the end of it or the beginning of it and do that. Um, Jaeger and, and company do a phenomenal job of bringing new shooters up to speed really quickly. So, for sure. Anything else to add to equipment, training, etc.? You know, other than the message of don't be a douchebag. Yeah, and a lot of this, um, especially with regards to the gear, like it really is a whole system of quality gun, quality holster, you know, quality belt. Yep. Um, and clothing. And clothing. And clothing. Maybe a change to what you wear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it all really does work together. You know, doing doing the, the gun and the holster, but not the belt, um, you end up with a lot of yep. retention problems because now the holster is moving around. Um, when you walk around, you got to constantly stop and readjust and you kind of yep. give yourself away. Yeah. Um, doing, you know, some esoteric, you know, silly gun. Yeah. Um, without, yeah, causes causes honestly a lot of logistical problems in the concealed carry world. Yes. Well, and potentially safety issues and how to yeah. operate the gun. If you're using a gun that has an esoteric operating system, uh, can you get good training on that system? Uh, I, one of my favorite guns in the whole world, HKP7, um, squeeze cocker. You've really got to know what you're doing with that gun. If you're not, you know, if you're new to guns or you're not used to that system, you've got to be able to engage it properly. It makes reloads different. It makes clearing malfunctions different because of the squeeze cocker mechanism. Um, there are probably some other oddball guns out there like that that you got to understand what you're getting into and learn how to use it effectively. When you could just do something simple, this is one of those cases where following the herd, and in this case. Uh, 70% of law enforcement in the U.S. carries a Glock, and the other 30% carries something that acts like a Glock. Um, there might be some wisdom there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holster-wise, uh, crappy holster, good belt, good gun, who cares? Crappy holster, it could fall out or be unsafe. Something could get into the trigger guard and, and cause an ND or some type of yeah. you know mal malfunction there. Um, um, it, it all goes together. Yeah, a lot of the, you know, the leather holsters or the leather neoprene <clears throat> hybrid combos. Hybrid things. holsters. Yeah. Um, if the backside deforms, um, that gets inside the trigger guard when you reholster, that can actually cause the gun to fire. Or it can mold to the or gun and make it almost gun. impossible to get the gun out of the holster. And that is not to say that, you know, all of them are bad, but be super, super, super selective. We're not a fan of those. We don't carry them. We don't sell them because there aren't a lot of good options there. Um, all leather holsters from good manufacturers are good to go. If you want to go to Galco, you want to go to uh, Ed Brown, you want to go to DeSantis, you want to go to high-end manufacturers, I'm missing, there's two or three, like Milt, Sparks. Milt Sparks for sure, um, uh, Mitch Rosin, uh, and some others, there's some great leather holsters out there that give you good retention, um, and have some advantages over Kydex in some ways, but then Kydex has some advantages over leather in some ways, I don't care whether you do one or the other, just do a good one no matter what, and again, that may mean finding a rabbi who can actually give, give you good advice, um, but I will tell you that there's some holsters out there that we just haven't seen good luck with. Like, and I'm going to name some names. I'm going to say Crossbreed and Alien Gear, and maybe they're making something now that doesn't suck. But, but it that's you know there's potentially problems if you don't avail yourself of extra maintenance and whatnot 
with those yeah. designs. So yeah, absolutely. So uh, anything else? That sums up the. That's kind of the the okay. one hundred and one on yeah. You know, being able to successfully covertly carry your pistol. Yeah. Learn where you can carry it. Learn when you can use it. Learn how to use it. Keep the damn thing concealed. Um, and, and, you know, you'll probably be all right. You know, everybody says that you'll know, you know, when the hair on the back of your neck stands up, you'll know it's time to use the gun. Um, man, I hope that's the case, but it, it can't be a, I have a hammer. So now everything looks like a nail kind of mentality and you need to know how to use it. Uh, cause if you don't know how to use it, there's a good chance you could injure somebody other than your intended target, uh, an innocent bystander. And that will be a really, really, really bad day starting off the rest of your life because you could find yourself in prison there. So uh, some predictions here. Um, everybody's out there saying that, you know, oh, my God, you know, the streets will run red with blood, blah, 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 blah. That's been predicted every time anybody's done concealed carry anywhere. Um, all the lefty libtards who wring their hands over everything and are scared of their own freaking shadows are worried that the streets will run red with blood. Wait, aren't I, they already running red with uh, blood? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. 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 to Thanks, Ginther. Um, so if we look at, you know, that kind of conversation, I don't think that will be the case. But what I do think you will see is you will see uh, a, a, some manner of increase in negligent discharges, uh, whether they result in injury or not, people handling guns who, who are not don't have the training, don't have the background to handle a gun. And I don't think you'll see a whole lot of that. Um, but what, you know, And as much, I think you'll also find that there will be a greater incidence of people carrying guns places they're not supposed to. Um, because they don't know, because they're ignorant. But at this point, if you're choosing to do this and you're choosing not to gain the knowledge, you're no longer ignorant, you're stupid, you've made a choice. And the, and the information's out there, so go get it. Um, but other than that, I really don't think you're going to see a hell of a lot change in most places. And the last PSA out there is uh, constitutional carry, to my knowledge, is not reciprocal. Um, just because another state has constitutional carry doesn't mean you can. I've heard anecdotally that Indiana, because of their, tr they don't have a training requirement for CHL. You go pay your 25 bucks and get your card. That Indiana accepts, accepts constitutional carry from other states is what I've heard. I've, I've, I will be trying to confirm that over the next week or so just to see if that's actually the case. But I'm not aware of anyone else. If you're a resident of your state, you can carry without a license, but not in any other state. So... If you're going to travel, or you travel on a regular basis, or you want to be able to carry your gun somewhere other than Ohio, there are 28 to 32 states, depending on the day, yeah. that have reciprocity with Ohio. Um, you still need your permit to do that. Um, you know, so that might be reason enough to get your permit. The other reason enough might be the little bit of training again about you know who you can shoot and when you can shoot them um, actually kind of matters. So. Um, not against constitutional carry, guys. Please don't misconstrue. Please don't yeah. construe this way, as, as us railing be, on it. It's the way. Yeah, you shouldn't. Should you know, you shouldn't have way. to say, "Mother, may I?" Um, but we always say that the. You know, we got a, a lot of a lot of chest lumping two A guys, and, and we're we're a couple of them uh, about our rights. But there's also the flip side of that coin is the responsibility to know when and how to employ the gun safely and legally, and not hurt anyone other than the bad guy who needs hurt. Uh, to include yourself and then innocent bystanders. So there's, there is a responsibility there to train with the tool and know how to use it effectively. Um, you know, that, that right is backed up by a responsibility. So, you know, understand that and, and live it because it is not, it's not something to do as kind of a sideline or a hobby. It's something to do legit. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, on that note, uh, as we get new things in the store, like cool. Um, concealed carry size guns, uh, holsters, belts, all that. 
they get posted over to our social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, as long as the commie ba- bastards at Meta let us stick around. Yeah. Uh, on Facebook, just search for Cap City Outfitters. On Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. Uh, on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Uh, also on the website, you can sign up for our email newsletter that comes out once a week on Fridays. Or send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com and we will add you to the newsletter list. And then come see us in the store. We're in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, we're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill. Uh, we're here Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it.